I think it's, uh, it's really hitting me that this is the, the last time I will be uh, sermonizing for y'all. It has indeed been a wild ride and a great one. So this sermon is sort of an extended thank you, but since, you know, you all have been kind enough to help me learn how to do ministry, I felt like there should also be a little bit of a sermon in the thank you. So it's a little bit of two things. The flower communion that we did this morning signifies some of the best impulses in Unitarian Universalism. The impulse to recognize that we are each our own individual selves, our own unique selves. And the impulse to recognize that we all have the potential to really grow our faith in our own way. And the impulse to recognize that as disparate as we are, we all carry beauty that deserves to be seen and shared. In short, Flower Communion recognizes that we are best when we are in community with one another. One of our great theologians, James Luther Adams, said that UUism is founded on two principles, and I imagine those of you who have been here for a while know which ones they are. The first, the priesthood of all believers, and the second, the prophethood of all believers. The priesthood asserts that every one of us has the ability to connect to the divine by ourselves. We do not need a middleman, a divine celestial switch operator. We can connect to the divine ourselves. And the prophethood of all believers says that we are all called to be prophetic. We have the right to connect to the divine which means that we have the responsibility to speak the truth. Adams wrote that prophetic communities are the ones in which all members share in the common responsibility to attempt to foresee the consequences of human behavior, both individual and institutional, with the intention of making history in place merely as opposed to merely being pushed around by it. And only in the prophethood of all believers can we together foresee doom and mend our common ways. That's what ministry is and what flower communion is meant to reinforce. We all have a priesthood and a prophethood to enact. Each one of us received a flower, and each flower is a little different than the one next to it. And every flower comes with a charge, a charge for us all to be priests and prophets. And every charge is a little different than the one next to it. We all have our own ways of making Unitarian Universalism thrive and grow, and each one of our own faith grows in its own way. The call to worship today was adapted from the words written by Reverend Michelson. And in particular, the last verse says, Wake now my vision of ministry clear. And that line is really the purpose of an internship. A chance to explore one's vision of ministry and see what it might be. Every one of our flowers is different than the next. 
And although I am the intern minister, I give thanks for the ministry that you all have given me. But because our flowers are slightly different than everyone else's, I feel like many UU ministerial folks spend a lot of time in discernment. A lot more than other folks. I sometimes envy my peers in more hierarchical religious organizations. A friend of mine was talking to me the other day and I was explaining discernment and he was like, well, you know, my bishop said I was going to go to this congregation and preach there for five years, so I did. <laughs> well, that's simple. <laughs> but we don't do that. We have to discern. We have to work to figure out what our vision of ministry is. And that's why I love Thomas's words so much. He doesn't say, my vision woke up a few hours ago. He commands it to wake but by commanding admits the vision might not yet be awake. I will not claim to say that I have awoken my vision more than Thomas, a much more senior minister than I am, but I do think throughout the process of this internship, my vision may have hit the snooze button once or twice. It's stirring. It's almost ready to wake. On a side note, that was also me this morning, getting ready to come to service. And for that, that stirring, that I think I might know what I'm doing, I want to say that I am very grateful to this congregation. I have learned a tremendous amount about myself and my ministry here. And I am privileged beyond belief to have been y'all's intern but also a staff member before my internship. Not many of my peers can say that they have had the opportunity to witness an interim period, a search process, and an installation of a new minister. The theme this year has been abundance, generosity, and gratitude. And I have found all three of those here during my time. Abundance and the opportunities to plug into all the activities that are occurring. All of the activities that are occurring. So many I often have to choose which one I'm going to go to. Generosity. I have encountered many gifts through my time here. Congregants and staff alike have shared with me the knowledge, the expertise of how things have been done and the vision and the exploration of how things might be done. And finally, gratitude. I have been thanked and appreciated for the work that I do, and I thank and appreciate all of y'all for helping me with that work. And I am once again so grateful to this congregation in this time of discernment. Several of you have asked what I am going to be doing after this, and I suppose I owe you all an answer. After all, I did just mention that my vision of ministry was hitting the alarm. And although that is a great question, I don't know the exact answer yet. Uh, I am still in an interview process, but I do know, even though I do not know where I will be, that I will be doing a chaplaincy residency program next year. For those of you who are unfamiliar, in order to be ordained, you have to take just one unit of clinical pastoral education. This is 300 hours of patient visits, normally in a healthcare setting, and 100 hours of classwork. 
and it's normally accomplished in a hospital. And I just finished mine at Brigham and Women's. If you want to be ordained, you stop there. But if you want to be a board-certified chaplain, if you want to be someone whose ministry is more focused on the one-on-one, -on -one, you have to spend a full-time year as a resident. And that is what I will be doing next year. Like I said, I'm not sure where I'm going right now because, as I'm sure any, many, all of us can relate to, interviewing is complex and complicated and people do not respond to your emails when you wish they would. <laughs> I was really hopeful that I would be able to be like, hey y'all, I'm going to where you're right here uh, by this time, but it looks like I might not know where I am until next week. But I can tell you that I am very excited to be pursuing this next chapter for chaplaincy nourishes me in a way that few other things do. And what's interesting is both chaplaincy and parish ministry are very similar, in that they're both involved in doing the same thing over and over. During chaplaincy, I do not know who I will be visiting, I don't necessarily know the situation I will be walking in on, and I do not know what will happen but I know that I will be meeting people in moments where they need a moment of sadness and shock or a moment of gratitude and recovery, but there's this sense of immediacy, urgency, and temporariness. Whenever I am in a patient room, that is the only visit that matters at that time. And once it's over, the visit is done. And that is the thing that you do over and over again in chaplaincy. You nourish individual flowers, letting the faith bloom and support people as they need it. Parish ministry, on the other hand, does the same thing over and over again in that it tends and creates a garden of faith, all of the flowers being brought together. And it attempts to provide a sense of safety and stability. Parish ministry is, that is not to say that parish ministry is stagnant, it challenged people, of course, but parish ministry is hard work. Because a congregation has to be so many things. It is supposed to be that place of safety and stability. A place, though, where you can also readily explore and be challenged and pushed. And of course, it is a place for pastoral care, where you can bring your whole self and hopefully be seen, validated, and supported. And of course, a congregation is meant to be a place for those priests and prophets to enact their religion into the world. And a congregation is an incubator, a place for the beloved community being created, experimented upon, so that it can be breathed into life, so that it can grow like each of the individual flowers we have today. And that is a hard challenge. It is rewarding and it is exciting and it is fun but it is a hard challenge. And it is a testament to this congregation that I feel perfectly comfortable telling you that I have enjoyed that hard, hard work, but that I do not want to do it right now. <laughs> In another 10 or 20 years, I might go for parish ministry. But I'm young and I have a whole lot to learn. As Danielle said, uh, the road is still much longer. And that is what I really want to thank all of you today for. Before this internship, I was sort of on the fence about what I would be doing. I was in discernment. 
And this opportunity, this peerless opportunity, has helped me figure out exactly what my flower of ministry needs, where it grows best, what soil it helps. My times here that have been my favorite have been the ones where I've been doing the work of individual tending, talking to new members about Unitarian Universalism, teaching adults and children both in RE, discussing worship afterwards with individual congregants. I have so many wonderful memories of those moments and of really feeling my calling in that time. Without y'all, I would not have been able to feel my calling as strongly as I do now. And so moving forward to my next step, I have to thank you for allowing me to do my work here, for allowing me to stumble and falter and figure out, yeah, that's not what I was supposed to do that time. <laughs> I've said that more often than I would like, but all of those have been learning moments. <laughs> and I want to especially thank the Chalice Lighters, the Newcomer Liaisons, the membership team, the welcome team at RE, all of whom I worked with very closely. And I must thank the staff, for their wonderful leadership and mentorship, and my intern committee for their oversight and insight. And of course, a special thank you to Reverend Danielle as my supervisor, and a special thank you to Julia, my chair of my committee. Thank you to all of you for helping me understand my vision of ministry. But I would like to close with that James Luther Adams quote, the priesthood and the prophethood of all believers. This has been wonderful in figuring out my ministry, but each of you has your own ministry that I have seen, have experienced, and have been blessed by. And so I would like to thank the congregational ministers, all of you, for the work that you have put into me. Thank you.